Hey, you just found the guide to the smallest mollusk museum by Micro. For the next 15 minutes, we're gonna journey together through the world of the mollusks, a group of invertebrates that has produced the oldest animal alive, the strongest biological material, and a lot of slime. Now, mollusks are creepy. They're boneless, they're oozy, and they're so different from us that we just love making them into monsters. Have you seen The Matrix? The robots that run those human factories, they look a lot like squid. And the alien from the movie Alien? Covered in snail slime. And Jabba the Hutt is definitely a slug, right? Alien Other. In your backyard, on the city streets, at the beach, all over the country. They look like aliens. Their ranks are legion. Enormous monsters who preyed on our ancestors. Tentacled beasts who spawn millions in minutes. The mollusks have spread to thrive in nearly every habitat on Earth. But who arrived first, us or them? Where did they come from? And do they have hearts, minds? They are out there. They are everywhere. Now, humanity must ask, what do they want from us? Origins. So, we humans think that those mollusks are weird. But here's something you might not realize. We're related. In fact, we share a common ancestor, and if we rewind the film of Life on Earth back far enough, we can find that ancestor. We have to go back a while. 650 million years back, actually. And then, down into the deep, ancient oceans. Just wait a minute, we're nearly there. There it is! That wormy little blob floating around over there. That's the last common ancestor we share with the mollusks. Bundled up in that blob's DNA are the ingredients and instructions that will one day become you and me, everyone you know, and every mollusk too. As time passes down here in the deeps, that blob will have a baby blob, who will have more baby blobs, who will, well, you get it. And every time that blob has a baby blob, tiny random changes will pop up in that baby blob's DNA. I love saying baby blob, by the way. Baby blob, baby blob, baby blob, baby blob, baby blob, baby blob. <laughs> every one of those changes is a question. Will this little mutation work? This slight hardening into the beginnings of shell for mollusks or bone for humans? Can this little change help me survive? Humans have tried on lots of shapes over the millennia, our bodies slowly evolving to fit the changing environments around us. After blobbing, we became eels and fish, then lizards, then rodents, and then monkeys. In fact, we only really settled down into our current shape about a couple of hundred thousand years ago. But there are mollusks who worked out what shape they needed to be to survive much earlier on. The nautilus, for example, has remained pretty much the same inside its swirling shell for 400 million years. Just think about it, that means the nautilus has been floating around in the same shape 2,000 times longer than we've been human-shaped. The nautilus even made it through the mass extinction that killed the dinosaurs. 
Finally, we mention the dinosaurs. Us humans talk a lot about survival of the fittest, but the truth is that survival of the fittest doesn't always mean survival of the strongest or the biggest. When times change, it can mean death for everyone but the luckiest or the strangest. And mollusks are pretty strange. Okay, it's time to leave our ancestor floating around down here and get back to the future so we can take a look at some of the ways that the mollusks have answered the questions of survival. Toolbox. Over the millennia, the mollusks have evolved some truly incredible superpowers. To find our first animal, let's go to the beach. Any beach is probably fine, as long as it has a rocky waterline. The rocks down here are bashed by waves for one half the day, then exposed to the baking sun for the rest of it. It's a wild, harsh environment. But that's just home for the limpet, a mollusk who's the proud owner of the strongest biological material on Earth. Like lots of other mollusks, the limpet pours nearly all of its energy into building its shell. And it's a strong shell, but the limpet's real superpower is its tongue. That's right. The strongest biological material on Earth is the tiny tongue of a tiny critter you step over every time you go to the beach. The limpet uses that tongue to scrape algae off the rocks for dinner, and that tongue is so strong that it can literally lick through a bulletproof vest. So the limpet's pretty cool, right? But if we dive down into the waters again and go out to the reefs, we might be able to find a mollusk with even more amazing powers. Now, the reefs are like the big cities of the oceans, the New Yorks, the Shanghais, the Tokyos. It's high density population, high hustle living down here, and everyone has to find their own way to make it. So if we're lucky, we'll be able to spot an octopus. Okay, over there, on the edge of that coral shelf, that's her watching us and flexing her arms. Now, the reefs are just full of animals, eels, dolphins, sharks, that would love to eat a nice, juicy octopus. And that octopus, she looks pretty vulnerable. Like all octopuses, she evolved out of her armored shell a long time ago. She looks pretty exposed, but that octopus over there, she has another trick up her sleeve. Camouflage, deal with it. When she senses danger, her camouflage kicks in almost instantly, and she just disappears into the rainbow colors of the reef. Every octopus is a master of disguise, and get this, the resolution on her skin is so good that she's better at changing colors than the screen of your smartphone. Brains. Controlling the network of pigment cells and muscles the octopus needs for camouflage requires a very specialized tool, a brain. Now, brains come in lots of shapes and sizes. Our brains, the human brain, it's just a lump of fat stuffed into a tough box made of bone. But mollusks don't have bones, and an octopus's brain is, well, it's what you'd expect of a mollusk brain. It's strange, it's all over the place. About a third of the octopus's brain is wrapped up in a donut around its throat. The rest of it is spread out across its eight wiggly arms. 
Spreading your brain out all over the place, that's pretty weird. But you know what's even weirder? Some scientists think each lump of the octopus's brain has its own personality. So imagine what your life would be like if your limbs had minds of their own. What would you do if your knee brain was annoying you or your hand brain kept slapping your face brain? Well, an octopus is pretty practical when it comes to dealing with these annoying arm brains. It can just tear them off. A torn off octopus arm can swim along on its own for an hour before it dies from lack of oxygen. And the rest of the octopus, it's fine. In six weeks, it can regrow a whole new arm and a new bit of brain with it. And hopefully the new arm brain is, you know, less annoying than that old one. Senses. Let's speed up this tour of the weird and wonderful and do an experiment I like to call be a modern mollusk for a moment. You might be a chitin. You live glued to a big old rock inside an eight-plated shell that's covered in hundreds of tiny eyes. If you're a chitin, no one can sneak up on you. And the lenses inside your eyes, they're made of stone. Or maybe you're a mysterious giant squid. Your enormous eyes are the size of basketballs, and your body is covered in thousands of suckers that are full of chemoreceptors like the ones inside a human's nose and mouth. So if you're a giant squid, you can taste everything that you touch. Or maybe you're a snail, traveling through a blurry world of taste and smell on a slippery slide of your own slime licking the ground as you go with your long, muscular foot. Sex. Okay, it's time to talk about something that might make you squirm. It's time to talk about S-E-X. Now, don't crawl under a rock. Sex is how we copy over all that information in our DNA. In fact, it's sort of like a form of time travel because it's how we went from being that ancient blob in the oceans to humans and octopuses and snails and clams on the busy, bustling planet we all share today. Sex is one of the most important superpowers, so obviously mollusks have devised their own incredible, sometimes weird, ways to do it. All right, here we are. Looks like Central Park, New York, or maybe we're in your own local park. What we're looking for are some leopard slugs. They're brown and spotty, a bit longer than a pickle. Oh, here we go. Cue the berry white. There's a couple. They're circling each other, nuzzling. Now, like most slugs, leopard slugs are hermaphrodites, which means they have male and female sex organs. When leopard slugs come together like this, it's a pretty romantic affair. They spend hours circling and canoodling and nibbling, and then, for the grand finale, they climb up a tree. Anchoring a rope of slime to the underside of a branch, they slide down it together like expert acrobats. And as the slugs hang there, embracing upside down in midair, these pearly colored penises, almost half as long as their bodies, begin to emerge from little openings behind their necks. Now, after they've swapped sperm, the slugs will be able to carry that sperm around with them for as long as they want. They can digest it for lunch, or they can use it to make babies. If they do use it, the leopard slugs can lay over 100 milky colored eggs. That seems like a big family, right? Well, yes 
and no. There are octopuses who lay thousands of eggs. And oysters? Oysters spew out millions of them. Alone. Octopuses have to learn everything they can on their own. And they have to learn fast. They only live for three to five years, and in that short time, they need their brains to help them hunt and build and navigate the world around them. Brainless mollusks, like oysters, mussels, and clams, they're born the same way as the smart guys, but they drift into the water columns with all the information they will ever need hardwired into themselves, like little floating circuit boards. Ming. You don't need a brain to survive and thrive. In fact, you might live longer without one. The oldest animal we've discovered so far is a brainless mollusk, Ming the clam. She's named that because she was born during China's Ming Dynasty. Now, the oldest human on record died at 122. Seems pretty ancient, right? But Ming? But Ming, Ming was 507 years old when we found her. And you know what? She was still healthy. Without a brain, Ming never felt fear. She never felt worry. And as far as we know, the only way for a clam like Ming to die is to get killed. So think about this, the next time you eat clam chowder, you might be chewing on a little critter that was born 250 years ago. The end? So we've traveled all the way from the ancient oceans to your chowder bowl, and we've still hardly skimmed the surface. There are over 100,000 different species of mollusks, and every one has its own incredible superpowers. And us humans, we have superpowers too. Our brains are nimble and tricksy, and here's the thing, lately, we've been using those brains to come up with some pretty amazing inventions. I mean, just think of what Ming has seen in her lifetime. When Ming was a baby clam settling down in the freezing seas off Iceland, us humans were still pretty primitive. No TVs, no flush toilets, no battery-powered nose hair clippers. But by the time Ming was 300 years old, we were experimenting with electricity. And around her 400th birthday, we were building the first car. And in Ming's last century, humanity went wild. We covered the land in roads, we filled the skies with planes, and we built these vast cities that can light up the night. And lots of our inventions have been great, incredible inventions that can change lives. But not all of them are great. And because of our factories and our cars now, there is so much carbon dioxide building up in the oceans that the mollusks' shells are literally dissolving off their backs. We cut down nearly half the world's forest, and we let our plastics and chemicals get into the rivers and then the rain. And right now, thanks to us, conditions on Earth are changing so fast that entire species of plants and animals, they just can't keep up. They're going extinct. At a normal pace of extinction, about one to five in every million species disappears each year. And that's sad, but at that normal pace, it's okay, because new species still have plenty of time to evolve new superpowers, have kids, and, and get weird. Right now, though, scientists estimate that species are dying off 100 to 1,000 times faster than normal. And the mollusks? with their rainbow skins and brainy tentacles, long lives and glittering slime, the mollusks are dying faster than any other group of animals. Now, what's happening is scary. It's terrifying. 
and it can feel overwhelming. But here's the thing, the movie hasn't ended yet. And the truth is, there are no slimy aliens, no scary monsters, no Jabba the Hutt. We've all been here together, sharing the planet since the beginning, mollusks and humans. And there's still time to keep the world weird and wonderful. What happens next depends on you. To find a smallest mollusk museum near you or learn more about how to use your superpowers to save the mollusks, go to www.micro.oo. That's where you'll find the free Smallest Mollusk Museum book, which is packed with more strange stories about our slimy sidekicks. 